0: Hello and welcome to The Real Real Podcast. We are
1: your co-hosts, Sarah and Jessie. Join us weekly for an indecisive girl's guide to living your best life. Hey you guys, welcome back to our new episode, our third one. Super exciting. Why do I sound like such like a... I sound like such like a fake bitch. No way, we can't keep that in because this is The Real Real Podcast. (laughs) that's true no i do sound like a i don't know how to sound natural on this
0: it's always just to start like it's awkward starting it
1: i know we record though like not the intro because that's already like pre-recorded but whenever we try to start the podcast it's like such a struggle we sound like we're
0: (laughs) (laughs) what is that
1: (laughs) okay that was weird that was
0: really weird um my, I don't know what that was, my TV, my air conditioner, I don't know, but something was making a weird noise, but it's fine, we're back. So today, yeah, let's just get into it. Yeah. So if you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, why are you not following us on Instagram? <laughs> um, but we posted asking our followers if they know anything about energy vampires, because that is a topic we chose to talk about today. Um, neither of us really knew a lot about them so this was kind of like a learning experience for us too to learn about them and it's really mm-hmm. interesting so I guess we should start with like the like what is an va- energy vampire yeah so I have this quote that defines energy vampires it's from a health website um, the term energy vampire is used a lot in psychology But it's also a spiritual thing. We put a poll on our Instagram asking people if it's more of a psychological or spiritual term for them. Yeah. I got 50-50 answers. What did you get?
1: I got 67 spiritual and 33% psychological. Okay. Which I think is interesting.
0: Yeah, I got close. I don't remember exactly. We're recording this on my phone, so I can't really check. But I got closer to 50-50. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But energy vampires are people who sometimes intentionally, not always though, drain your emotional energy. They feed on your willingness to listen and care for them, leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed. So we're going to kind of do this in segments.
1: Yeah. And so in this episode, we're going to break down first how you can spot an energy vampire secondly how you can protect yourself against an energy vampire and then third we're gonna get into the question and answers the q a that we got yeah yeah
0: so jesse do you want to talk about how you can spot an
1: energy vampire yeah um a good way to tell so okay we're gonna talk a little bit about like the spiritual aspects and the psychological aspects Mm -hmm. so most of like My digging for how to spot them is more psychological. So a good one I found is that they're always involved in drama. Um, Like just picking up petty issues over everything. I know I've had friends that like I feel like drain me. And it's because they're constantly like, I don't want to say using you, but they're constantly feeding off of your energy, right? Like if you're in a good mood and they're not on the same like vibrational frequency as you, they want to bring you down. To their Mm -hmm. level, which in turn brings their energy level up, right? Which would be, you know, kind of vampiring your energy, essentially. Yeah, sucking the life out of
0: you, essentially.
1: Yeah, literally. But that's a common theme, I find, is that there's always some form of drama. And even if there's no drama, you'll notice people like this, like... They pick out negatives in people and in situations Mm -hmm. that, like, you don't need. I've, like, met people or I've been having conversations with people... And they'll be talking about someone like i've never met and then at that point i'm just like oh i've never met them like you would think that the conversation would end but they'll like explain to me all these negative things about this person and then i'll be like oh well like like i don't know them i don't really care yeah. and then they'll just like try to like
0: Make shift my care. perspective yeah.
1: so, so like i don't like this person it's almost like they're drawing like energy I from that find... person
0: yeah i also find like with the whole drama thing if there's no drama happening with them they are like engaged engaged in other drama exactly talking about it feeding into it like maybe you have a little bit of drama going on in your life which everybody has drama every once in a while yeah exactly. so maybe you have a little bit of drama in your life and an energy vampire would sit there and like instigate you to make it worse
1: almost as if you so if you have something going on in your life and you're like oh whatever it's not like if you're gonna fight with your partner you're like okay i mean it's not really a big deal it's not the end of the world it's just a fight that one friend's energy vampire whatever you want to call it be like oh my god it is a big deal and then they'll just try to like shift your mindset to see where you completely missed that they're this Mm -hmm. horrible person and now you're like oh my god Am I just like oblivious? Am I just... Do I just have low self-esteem and I miss that? And now you're almost relying on that person's opinion to guide you through this problem that was non-existent at the beginning. And now this person's getting energy from you because you need them, essentially, because they're the only person that understands what you're going through. But what you're going through was actually put in your head by that person intentionally. Mm -hmm. And
0: then it causes issues in other areas of your life because you're now starting unnecessary drama in your life so if you're in a fight with your partner because of something that didn't really matter to you but the energy vampire kind of made it seem like a bigger deal to you well now you're in an argument with your partner that like didn't need to happen exactly so it causes unnecessary literally just unnecessary drama
1: yeah it's problems that aren't really yours Mm -hmm. at all yeah so the next one i have is that they don't take accountability so someone who's an energy vampire won't take accountability for their actions, problems they're causing, issues that they're causing in your life, or issues that they're co- issues that they're causing in their own life. It's just almost like it's always someone else's problem, mm-hmm. and especially if it's someone that's reliant on you or someone that is important on your life, and they're just constantly draining energy because they're constantly, to go with the first point causing problems and then not taking accountability for their own actions and putting it on other on other people and sometimes they'll end up putting it on you if they have no one else to blame another one I noticed is that they'll diminish your problems and then just mention their own constantly so this can be someone who anytime you go to them to rant you want a friend or even if it's a partner it can be a parent they'll it can very often be a parent that seems pretty common Mm -hmm. instead of just supporting you listening and whatever way they do that they completely demolish your problem like it's irrelevant and then they put their problem over yours so it can be something like you're upset because you failed a test or you got like no you got like a c on a test and you're normally like an a student right but your life's been hectic, you've been working too much, and you didn't do well. So you go to your friend, you want some support, right? And they're like, oh my god, why would you be upset about that? Like, I failed, I'm so upset, like, this is horrible, why would you rub that in my face? And it's just kind of, it's draining you of energy, because now you feel, you feel guilty, mm-hmm. right? Because you did better than them, and you're like, oh my god, I'm rubbing it in your face. But you're not. If a C's bad for you, it's it's bad for you, for all you, like, that person could be used to getting low grades or even still you would yeah. think that they would want to be like oh my god that's awful I too got a bad grade let's like so together yeah let's yeah. be sad together let's do something that'll bring both of our moods up not how can I drag you down so I feel better about my bad grade
0: yeah or like another example could be maybe you're having a hard time with your job mm-hmm. and You're venting to a friend about how hard your job is, which is funny because I've been having issues with my job recently, (laughs) but this isn't anything that's happened to me because I don't have people like this in my life anymore. Um, But you're having a hard time with your job. You're stressed for whatever reason. You're feeling burnt out and your friend goes, oh, well, your job is so much easier. Like, for example, I work in healthcare." your job is so much easier, try working in construction where you have to be out in the sun all day, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's obviously not what you want to hear. You want to feel validated in your feelings, and energy vampires don't really give you that. Yeah. But they need that validation from you. So you end up trying to validate how they're feeling, and you get no validation from them, and then you leave the conversation feeling drained.
1: Exactly. Um, Another one is always one-upping you, which I guess would literally be, like, the polar opposite of what I just explained, mm-hmm. is that anytime you have an accomplishment, they're constantly one-upping you. And I, I noticed that, like, okay, we've had this pointed out to us. Me and Sarah have had this conversation because how me and Sarah communicate, which I didn't, like, I've never really had issues with this. Like, no one's ever said to my face that they don't find I communicate well. I but, have. Yeah, Sarah has. Where if Sarah says something, I will relate it back to me. And then Sarah will relate that back to her. So like we kind of just talk about ourselves to each other. That sounds so bad.
0: But it's it's a thing. If you have ADHD, this is a thing. This is how most people with ADHD communicate. You're
1: relating to the person in the way you know how. Mm -hmm. So you're sharing a similar story and you're trying to get them to understand that you relate to what they're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, like if Sarah says a story about how she like, I don't know, like a bad day, right? Like you, your your boss was mean to you at work, and so people are like, oh man, that sucks. What are you gonna do about it? Because like I don't know that for me that sounds like, um, insincere. Because like whenever I'm upset, I don't really want someone to like sit down and be like, how are we gonna constructively figure like I'm. Just, I just want to be
0: heard. Yeah,
1: I'm just like mad. I want to rant, and yeah. also like, oh that sucks. Just sounds kind of like, and yeah. eh? like you're not really invested. So I'm always like, oh man, that sucks. My boss is mean too. Guess what she did today? Mm-hmm. And then like we kind of share each other's stories. Yeah. Um, that is different than like someone constantly one upping you. Like if I sh- if someone shares a story with me or Sarah shares a story with me, and then I like happen to have a similar story, but it's like more intense that's not what I find one-upping I find one-upping being like intentional and can be sometimes lying like if I'm sharing a good experience like literally anything like if I you graduate college for I don't know like hairstyling and then someone's like oh just hairstyling yeah well I just graduated with psychology it's really hard like, it's it's, kinda, yeah. it's it's purposely, like, belittling you and making you feel unaccomplished, and it's raising them. And that's, like, fine. You have to develop thick skin. Like, you have to be able to, like, brush it off. Like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to take that personally. It shows more about how they feel about themselves and, like, how they want people to perceive them than it mm-hmm. does about how they actually perceive me. And at the same time, like, I don't care how you perceive me. That's your business. But when you're choosing to have someone like that in your life and they're constantly doing that, you're accomplishments always get shifted into like lesser than yeah. so they're constantly draining any of the good energy from the accomplishments that you have that they're essentially stealing it right because yeah. they can't feel that you on feel, their own.
0: and then you feel like your accomplishments aren't even accomplishments at that point because yeah, you feel like
1: they're not like they can't even be compared they're yeah. not comparable you
0: shouldn't feel proud of it you have to just keep working to get
1: to their level to their
0: level exactly but
1: like no you should never be working to get at someone's level you should always be working to get to the best level for yourself yeah and someone that makes you feel like it's a competition they're not your friend they're not your at the end of the day they're just an energy vampire yeah
0: and like jesse said it's more of a reflection on how they feel about themselves if they're constantly feeling like they need to one-up you when you're feeling good about something you did that's probably because they're not feeling good about anything they're doing
1: yeah next (laughs) that sounds so formal i never know how to like shift from these we just have them listed yeah but no but the next um point that i have is that you suddenly feel exhausted or upset around them like i can walk in a room and like feel energy because i'm an empath (laughs)
0: I'm a spiritual being. I'm a
1: spiritual <laughs> being. No, but just in general, most people can walk into a room and they can sense some form of energy, right? Mm-hmm. They can sense the vibe. Um, I'll notice immediately, like, if I'm in a room and I feel a certain way and then someone walks in, it's like all the good energy just been, like, drained out, right? And now I'm anxious for no apparent reason. Like I'm, or I'm on edge. Or I'm, like, angry. Things are getting in my nerves more. I feel like intimidated by this person, but like for no reason I've noticed when I feel intimidated by people and it's not like I'm intimidated because I think that there's so much like I can learn from them or like they're just terrifying people. <laughs> um, it's probably because they're like an energy vampire because if there's no good reason for me to be like timid around them, it's it's probably because they're just draining all of the energy out of the room and I always notice that for the most part the people that I feel are kind of sucking the energy out. Other people notice that too. Yeah, yeah, and it might not even be intentional on these people. Yeah, right. There's definitely people that are intentionally energy vampires and people that are non intentionally energy vampires.
0: Jesse and I have had conversations about people that we've like interacted with, mm-hmm. and after the fact, been like, don't you find you can only take them in small doses? Like you're exhausted whenever you go home yeah and that is an energy vampire basically like summed up that's how you feel you get home and you're like oh it's so nice to just be away from them not in like a mean way it's not that you don't like or care about that person
1: it's just a lot to like handle and it's like even if they're not doing anything that's like
0: inherently wrong
1: yeah i feel like whenever you say that or you hear that it feels like they're just like a big personality yeah which is not necessarily what we mean no we just mean that just their the energy that they have is draining if that makes sense i feel like a lot of people that aren't spiritual aren't gonna understand like what we mean by that when we're like just their energy is draining but a lot of people that are spiritual will understand like instantly Mm -hmm. what we mean by that for sure that's all the points i have for this sarah went a little bit more in depth with the research
0: we were just joking that jesse is that partner in a school project that just comes with titles (laughs) and i'm titles
1: and like the papers yeah
0: i i go really in depth when i do this kind of stuff like to the point where i normally have to condense everything so i have a few more points that i wanted to bring up um let me just find the ones that you didn't say So they play the victim so that you'll boost their self-esteem, which I guess we kind of talked about a little bit. But But we didn't necessarily
1: say they were the victim. Yeah,
0: this is more like something might happen in their life. Maybe a a breakup is a good example, I think. Um, Or maybe they lose their job. That's another good example. And it's very clearly their fault if you know the real story. But to you, they're only pointing out the parts that don't have to do with their actions to make you feel bad for them and say you were a great employee or you were a great partner to them and it's their loss and whatever when in reality it could have been their fault that the relationship ended or that they were terminated from their job um
1: another good um definition like another good example of an energy vampire someone that doesn't respect boundaries 100 percent. yeah friends that don't respect boundaries because when you're constantly having your boundaries pushed over and over you don't get that peace for yourself Mm -hmm. and it just feels like someone like people are taking so much from you that you don't have enough left for yourself if you can't manage to be there for someone in every way that they need while simultaneously making sure that at the end of the day you have yourself as much as you need and they're not okay with that, that they keep taking more. They're, you're not like, you're not going to have any energy left for you. They're sucking all the energy and that could be non like malicious, yeah. but it could just be that they are so codependent as a person that they need all of that from you. And you can't give that without draining all of your energy.
0: That's funny. Cause the next point is that they are very codependent.
1: <laughs> <It just laughs> so I love that so you just well. use that word.
0: Um, that kind of goes
1: hand in hand.
0: Yeah, and I don't really need to explain what codependency it's... is. It's just kind of when you can't really do anything without another like the other person. Yeah. Um I've had friends in the past who literally couldn't go to Walmart alone and would want me to go to Walmart with them or they would have like 20 minutes in between work and going to see their boyfriend for example and want to stop by for those 20 minutes cuz they couldn't be alone.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, it doesn't mean that they're malicious or intentionally an energy vampire, but that is a sign of someone being an energy vampire yeah
1: um
0: they also are very intimidating, which I think you might have said earlier.
1: They can be intimidating, yeah,
0: yeah, um Jesse was talking about how your mood might suddenly shift when they're around, mm-hmm. but you could also feel exhausted, which we've talked about feeling drained. So exhausted is just another word or physically ill. Like you might notice that you have stomach aches or headaches um, when they're around or after you leave their presence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One that I saw that was really interesting is that if you have them like it, especially if you're living with them, like it's your parent or your partner mm-hmm. or something, you might notice that you crave sugar and carbs
1: that's so weird. Which
0: is so interesting, right?
1: Yeah. Does it? But go- I
0: think it's because this is just me critically thinking. I I think it's because carbs. That's our energy source as human beings. Yeah. So I think that might be why. I don't know. Um, I think that's really all I have. Oh, they often dominate discussions as well. Yeah. So you might be cut off a lot. You might just like,
1: like, over dominate.
0: Yeah, you might. You just can't get a word in, basically.
1: Yeah. Or they'll, oh, a good one is that they'll talk for you. Mm -hmm. If you start talking, they'll try to explain it for you or they'll try to explain your thoughts and what you want to say for you and it's not actually, like, what you wanted to say. 100%.
0: Yeah.
1: It's crazy because this, like, whole conversation, this whole episode, I just have, like, well, I have, like, multiple people in my head, but I have one specific person that, like, keeps popping in my head. I was, like, the biggest energy vampire in my entire life. Really? Yeah. It's, like, all of these points are just hitting, like, n- like nails on the head. I have so a many. head on the nail. In- I don't know how that saying goes. Nail, nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. Coffin, because na- vampires. Haha. Nail in the
0: coffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have multiple people in my head with everything. I'm, like, oh, this yeah. person would do this. This person would do well, this. I this have, person would do I this. have
1: a few, but, like, one person literally checks off every single box we've named it's crazy, and it's crazy that you don't notice a lot of this toxic stuff when you're being sucked by an energy vampire. That sounds so cringy. When you're a
0: victim. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: when you're a victim. Not a I...
0: victim because, again, energy vampires, like, they're not all inherently bad, which we're going to get into a bit later. Um. So that's pretty much all I have for the signs
1: of... We can get into how to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I have... Um... Okay, so the first one I have is rebounding spells, but I feel like we haven't gone in depth enough about the spiritual aspect to get on that topic. Right. So we can just circle back to that one. Well,
0: I I just want to say that I feel like the signs are just... They're very much psychological. It's very much psychological and intuitive. Yeah. Like we were saying, you just feel like you can't be around them for long periods of time. You feel like they're just draining your energy. You just feel that? Yeah. But this part, the protecting part, we're going to talk a lot more about spiritual things. Um there's a couple things that are just normal. Normal. Not I don't want to say normal, but just like
1: traditional, I guess. Rather conservative. Conservative. Yeah. If you're a very Um, like, I don't want to say close-minded, because that's kind of offensive. Um, if you're someone who's just very, by the books, this is how I, I, I'll see it when I, I'll believe it when I see it, I don't believe in any of this stuff, this probably won't resonate with you. Yeah, we're gonna- might sound a little crazy.
0: Well, yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about magic that you could do. Um, And I know that's not for everybody. I know some people um, believe that magic is just inherently bad. Yeah. We personally don't believe that. So we are going to talk about how you can use it to protect yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. One I do a lot is whenever I sweep, I always sweep towards a door. And then at the end of my sweep, I sweep it out the front door of the house or the apartment that I'm in. Hmm. Because that um is basically clearing all evil from your household. If you sweep inwards towards the like from the door into the house, you're essentially inviting into
0: That's your interesting. House.
1: Yeah. My friend taught me that. From now on I'm going to do now. that
0: too. Um yeah, a lot of if you believe in like anything supernatural to yeah. um or you you have any superstitions, a lot of those things are little magic Traditions, I guess, not not necessarily like spells or anything, but,
1: uh, I want to say rituals, but I feel like that one sounds.
0: No, yeah, I think that's better. Rituals. Rituals. Like not walking under a ladder or, um, throwing salt. If you drop salt, throwing it over your shoulder,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you're not inviting spirits near you, like little things like that. Those are definitely Cleansing rituals. Cleansing your
1: area with pu- putting uh, salt around the outside of your house yeah it's like a big one I know my my mom does that yeah to keep our house cleansed
0: okay I think we're getting a little off track now (laughs) but um yeah let's get into how you can protect yourself
1: well well a rebounding spells just in general so I'm not saying go out on the dark web and find a list of like spells to send to your enemy but there's stuff that you can do um there's one where you put, you uh, take an egg, you wrap it around. Well, you don't wrap it. You rub it around your body in a certain motion. You crack it. You put it in a glass of water. And if the um, egg white, the egg white, thank you, rises, it means that someone has sent you bad energy, and that does not mean necessarily intentionally. Yeah. It could just be bad energy coming your way. Yeah. And you are supposed to. You can add cinnamon. You can add cayenne. You can add other stuff that symbolically represents um like rebounding or it affects the scenario and then you you know you flush it down the toilet and you just good riddance Mm -hmm. it and it's basically cleansing that you extracted the bad energy you cleansed it you blocked it you released it back to the source
0: yeah and the thing with this is like with, with any magic, really, is the intention that you put on it is the most important part. Yeah. So, to, if you're into this kind of thing and you want to try it, just when you're doing it, make sure that you you're in an environment where it's quiet, you can focus, and you are just, throughout the whole thing, setting the intention that you are ridding yourself of this negative energy.
1: You very much want it to be that you're ridding yourself of this energy and not that you're trying to... Like, obviously, yes, you're sending it back to sender. That's the attention. But That's you don't want to say
0: send... Like, you don't want to send it back to the person who might be giving yeah, you that negative you energy. you don't want
1: that negative energy to start affecting that person. You just want it to not be able to affect you.
0: Because then you get into, like, karma and, you know, the butterfly effect and, like, all these other things that could also affect you, which is just... A lot so we don't have to go well, into all got that, an but...
1: entire episode on karma because <laughs> i personally believe that the karma that you have in this life was what you accumulated in your last life yeah and all the karma that you're accumulating in this life you're not going to get until your next life we don't have to talk we don't about have that to get that right into that now though. but i could go on for hours
0: um yeah another spell this is really interesting oh yeah i sent you a photo of it
1: let me just pull it up.
0: because i have it as a quote.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I found this quote from here it is okay so it's all about staying hydrated to protect yourself and this self care coach and tarot reader and she also is an author talks about how one of her favorite rituals um, is just drinking water you can make a spell out of it so I'm just going to read what she says my favorite low-key magical self-care practice is something i don't really have a name for but it involves making a spell out of drinking water take a bottle of water and set an intention over it maybe it's just a word like vitality or self-love this could be cleansing maybe for this this purpose yeah um you can even write it in marker on the bottom of the bottle Imagine that just by focusing your energy and your intention, you're magically transforming the molecular structure of that water into a nourishing, intention-filled, drinkable spell. Then, through the day, as you take a sip of your magical water, imagine that you're ingesting all that positive energy. Feel it going down your throat and circulating through your system, giving you all the vitality or self-love or cleansing or whatever it is. You can imagine your water emitting a calm white light. You'd be amazed at how good it feels. So that just really goes to show that spells and magic and potions and all of this, it's really the intention you're setting because you can literally make a spell out of just drinking your normal water. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's really not that different from the general idea of manifestation 100 yeah you're attracting your own reality
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah i guess we can move on from the from the spells yeah
1: another good one is that being able to establish boundaries which ties back into how a lot of people that act of or act as energy vampires or are energy vampires don't know how to establish boundaries, they don't know how to or respect properly... them, yeah, exactly. They don't know how to respect your boundaries. And so, if you're completely firm, you know, if you're like, I honestly have so much going on, I cannot give you a hundred percent of my undivided attention right now, like it sucks. I'm sorry, but I'm telling you that up front. And they don't respect that, but you don't budge, like you're keeping your energy. You have to be able to learn how to block that.
0: It can be hard because as. Well, most people that are affected by energy vampires are empaths, which we're going to talk a little bit more about. um, I think in the Q and A specifically, Mm -hmm. but it can be hard as an empath because you tend to take on other people's problems as your own. Yeah, and so establishing these boundaries and enforcing these boundaries with somebody who's an energy vampire can be really hard because they they're always having problems they're always sucked into drama like we were talking about and so you you take that on yourself as an empath and you want to help them and you want to be there for them but it's really important to have those boundaries in place so that you're protecting your own peace and your own energy
1: yeah exactly which kind of goes hand in hand with my next point was guarding your emotions Mm -hmm. you know you're guarding your emotions you're staying true to the boundaries you're setting you're not letting yourself get shaken from other people's energies mm-hmm. and then lastly that i have is to cut ties with them you can take that whichever way you want if you want to take that as cutting them on your life or literally doing a ritual and cutting the cords with them mm-hmm That is completely
0: up to you. Both work. Which, do you want to explain the cord cutting ritual for people who don't know what it is? You want me to explain
1: it? Yeah, you explain it. I feel like you're going to explain it a little bit better.
0: Okay, so the gist of it is you have two candles, and Mm. the one candle is the person you're cutting ties with, and the other candle is you. Then you're going to wrap, rope, twine, something around it, and you're going to light those candles. And then eventually... going to get down to that rope and that rope is going to burn and literally cut ties Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like visualization of cutting ties but it is a it is a spell ritual type thing as well that's the gist of it you can do it however you want normally you would set some sort of intention with it of course and it doesn't have to be a person either obviously we're talking about energy vampires so we're talking about people that you would have to cut out but you could do this with other things in your life. You could do this with a job that you're you're leaving. And you cut ties with it. You, try you to cut ties with
1: financial blockage.
0: Financial blockage. Yeah. Anything you're trying to manifest and you have some sort of blockage that's making it hard for you to manifest, you can cut ties with it with this ritual. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe generational trauma, childhood trauma, stuff like that, you could cut ties with as well. Anything yeah. that's affecting you negatively that you don't want in your life, you can do this ritual with.
1: For the most part, unless, of course, it's something that needs to be in your life.
0: Yeah, You obviously. Know, and Obviously. It's, it's
1: destiny, if you will, then you can't really cut ties with that stuff. It's going to keep being...
0: Yeah, no matter repetitive. how hard you try, it's exactly. just going to keep coming back. But
1: for the most part, you can cut ties or even cutting ties can at least eliminate... A good portion of the amount of stress that that's causing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go into a couple of your points?
0: Yeah. So another one is just meditation and visual- visualization. Yeah. Which is talked a lot about in therapy, just mm-hmm. like traditional.
1: Conventional therapy. Conventional therapy. therapy.
0: So, a way I do this. Jesse and I do this in different ways. This is to protect your energy, right? So, what I do every morning. I was so
1: confused. I didn't know where you were going with this. I was like, what do we do differently? Yeah.
0: So you can just meditate to relax, of course, but if you're meditating specifically to protect your energy, mm-hmm. there's tons of ways to do it obviously, but we'll just give you a couple examples. So what yeah. I do in the mornings, um I'm I'm a type of person who really absorbs the energy around me without even trying. Yeah. So it's really important for me to protect my energy. So every morning, I've gotten into the habit of doing a meditation. It's not guided or anything. It's literally just me sitting there. And I visualize a bubble being created around me while I'm just sitting there mindfully breathing. Mm -hmm. And then that bubble is like my safe space. It's kind of like a shield from other people's energy. So I imagine I set the intention, I guess, for this bubble to kind of bounce other people's energy away me i like that yeah yeah do you want to explain how you what you visualize when you're doing that yeah
1: mine is relatively similar but i so i wake up whatever i visualize um i feel like mine roots a little bit into like um growing up catholic yeah i've always had a thing with like light being safety so mine i just picture this like warmth golden light radiating from me and it's spreading around me and around me and around me and essentially everywhere I am cleansing my area and it's this protective energy and the intentions I'm setting while I'm picturing this is that while I'm in this light my energy is so high that nothing negative can enter this because my energy is just on a higher vibration mm-hmm. um, I love that. right I really like that it really does work for me if I really want to take it to the next level um, or days where that's just not making me feel comfortable enough, I'll pull cards mm-hmm. and I'll, that will just make me feel like spirit guides and energies and angels are all around me because I'll actively be, like, hearing them. Not, yeah. okay, not, like, not hearing, hearing them, them but, but I'll be pulling You're getting cards our messages. And, exactly.
0: I pull cards every morning as well. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not the best read and it's kind of, like, not what I want to hear – it always just makes me feel safer, which in turn makes me feel more protected. Yeah. So that's another thing. I didn't write that down, but that's a really good point. Um, Another one. So these are a little bit more in depth, but um, I want to talk a little bit about different crystals that you can use to protect you. Yeah. So some protection crystals that I like are obsidian and smoky quartz. And these crystals you can have around your house, you can keep in your purse, you can get them in a little cage on a chain and wear it as a necklace, Mm -hmm. a ring, however you want and just like keep it with you or just take it out when you're feeling drained. Um, So these are, those two are protection crystals for this purpose. And then there's selenite, which is a cleansing crystal. So with this one, you would, you could perform a cleansing ritual where you're going to use it kind of like a wand and you're going to pull the energy down and out of your body. You're going to set that intention that you're removing any any negative energy out of your body. And then Rose Quartz protects your heart chakra and Amethyst will heal your mind is kind of the intention that you would set with that one. So those are all different crystals that you can use how you want. But the other thing with crystals is don't overthink it. I still have this problem when I go into a shop, I like kind of get overwhelmed, but really just sit there, take a breath and just go to what you're gravitated to. Go to what's calling you. Whatever catches your eye, that's probably the crystal you're going to need in that moment. So, yeah, do it that what you will. Another thing is baths. Um baths is they're they're relaxing obviously but baths are also an amazing way to perform rituals um for yourself it's a great self-care mechanism so if you're doing a more spiritual ritual in your bath then what you would want to do is use Himalayan salt which is going to get rid of any auric toxins and you're going to want to really cleanse your crown chakra so your head basically mm-hmm. with this salt water Because your crown chakra is what connects you to the spiritual world. And then you can add rose petals or lavender for that calming effect, that is, of course, going to make you feel more rejuvenated after feeling drained from an energy vampire. Yeah. Then another thing that I would really recommend is getting Reiki done on you. Basically, it's a deep relaxation method that can help heal your chakras, your energy. People have actually like healed physical illnesses and ailments as well with it. Mm-hmm. So that's something you could also look into if you have a little bit of money to invest because you do have to pay for a Reiki master to perform Reiki on you. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have for protecting yourself.
1: Do you want to get into the q and a?
0: Yeah, we can get into the q and a. So these are questions that we got about energy vampires. So the first one, is, can you be an empath and an energy vampire? I think, yeah. Yeah. I, we were talking about this before, trying to kind of prepare how we were going to answer these.
1: Yeah.
0: I think yes, but I I don't know, I don't think you can be at the same time. So, I was explaining my thought process to Jessie, and she really wanted me to share it. So, um. We all vibrate at different frequencies, right? When you're experiencing more like negative things in your life, you're going to vibrate at a lower frequency. When you're more spiritually awakened, when you are feeling more fulfilled in your life, happier, then you're going to vibrate at a higher frequency. And so I think that people who are energy vampires typically are vibrating at a lower frequency. Which is why they're draining people at a higher frequency, empaths, from, of their energy because they have more energy to give, yeah. if that makes sense. I think anybody who is in a hard part of their life, who's feeling down, who is just you know, low self-esteem... I think that anybody that's in that state can be an energy vampire. Yeah. I think I've been an energy vampire in the past. Yeah, I definitely have as well. 100%, both of us have. But I also think that I'm definitely more self-aware and I've put in a lot of work to the point where I'm more of an empath now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too.
0: And I don't think an empath can really have the urge to... I take think, energy from other people.
1: I think they're also just not capable of it because when you feel so much empathy, you're recognizing people's emotions and sometimes you're even feeling their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you to be draining someone, you would pick up on the fact that you're draining them. You're just more aware of what your actions, are, how your actions are affecting other people. 100%. So at that point, it would be a malicious act. And I feel like once you're radiating on a higher vibrational frequency you're not you're, you don't do that once you realize that you're hurting someone you're not going to continue to do that yeah yeah
0: i and agree that's just our
1: opinion yes
0: yes yeah these the q a part this is pretty much just our opinion this
1: isn't this is just us answering what you guys have asked us yeah it's not straight facts take it with a grain of salt if you have a different opinion that's fine if you want to share with us of course we're always open to conversation and to challenge our way of thinking yeah
0: for sure so the second question is are energy vampires the same as narcissists no yeah to put it simply i think all narcissists are energy vampires Mm -hmm. but not all energy vampires are narcissists yeah
1: we also want to um specify I always I always start saying I don't know what the word I'm looking for is <laughs> like I wanna point out that a narcissist is a clinical diagnosis. Yeah. An energy vampire is a term to explain a certain act of behaviors. So we're not diagnosing anyone. We are not trained. We're not doctors. We're not psychologists, psychiatrists. But 100%. in our humble opinion, we feel that Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, of course, like a lot of what we were saying could be signs of an energy vampire are also signs of a narcissist signs of a narcissist please don't self-diagnose yourself <laughs> please don't. go
1: ahead self-diagnose yourself as an energy vampire and work on those issues within but don't go out and say oh i'm an energy vampire i must too be a narcissist
0: also my therapist has said this i'm pretty sure you've had therapists that have said this but if you are ever worried that you're a narcissist, chances are you're not a narcissist. Yeah. Because no, of... my therapist has to... <laughs> yes. Yeah, that. because narcissists typically aren't self-aware enough to even worry about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So the next question is, what attracts an energy vampire?
1: Blood.
0: <laughs> Blood. <laughs> <laughs> so... Really, I mean, we kind of talked about it. If you're vibrating at a higher frequency, chances are you're going to attract an energy vampire. Mm -hmm. Typically, empaths are the people who are most affected by energy vampires. If you are a person who wants to help people, who cares a lot about other people... You can be
1: walked over relatively easily.
0: Yeah, maybe you've heard... That maybe you've heard people call you a pushover, yeah. then you might be. I don't want to say the victim of a energy vampire,
1: <laughs> an energy vampire, but yeah, vampire, but yeah. Of energy vampire. Exactly. Especially if you don't have strong boundaries, mm-hmm. because then you have no cutoff mm-hmm. of when to stop giving it.
0: Everything we said, and they'll just keep taking. Yeah, everything we said to do to protect yourself. If you are not doing those things. Then, I mean, you might.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: Jesse's looking at the TV and laughing. <laughs>
1: um,
0: if you're not doing things to protect your energy, then you may become susceptible to an energy vampire. Mm-hmm. So, the last question we got is How do I know if I'm an energy vampire?
1: Self-awareness is key.
0: Yeah, um, if you notice that people are maybe pulling away from you, if you notice that people are quieter around you, feel like they don't want to really talk to you about certain things, are being very adamant about their boundaries, in a healthy relationship, whether that's platonic or romantic or whatever you don't need to push not push your boundaries but be super firm about your boundaries because yeah. they're just respected respected without question so if you have somebody saying those are my boundaries respect them you might be an energy vampire
1: also look at where you are in your independence mm-hmm. because if you're someone that can't do anything alone you can't manage yourself. Um, you can't manage a bad day or emotions without someone there. Then, and I don't mean like you prefer that because any time of a bad day, I call Sarah. Yeah. But if she's busy, I can. You can deal. Yeah, I I have stuff that helps me calm down and get through. And the this day is not alone.
0: This is also not like if you're in a crisis. If you're no, in a crisis, is, that's a hundred percent different. Yeah. This is just normal things. Everyday
1: stuff. If it's little things and you can't handle it alone and you're constantly relying on people, then you might be an energy vampire.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's all the questions, but I really just want to end this off since that was kind of a sad question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you feel like you are an energy vampire, if you are noticing that you check off all those boxes of the signs we were talking about... Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that it doesn't mean you're a bad person like I said it just means maybe you're going through something and you're vibrating at a lower frequency right now and self-care self-awareness and just putting in work is going to change that
1: yeah
0: like I said Jesse and I have both been there where we were definitely energy vampires in the past Mm -hmm. we're not like that anymore because we've put in work we take care of ourselves now before anything else, and we are self aware enough to realize when we are draining the people around us or hurting the people around us. We've
1: also put a lot of effort into setting our own boundaries and mm-hmm. maintaining healthy mental states, mm-hmm. which, like, you can't push other people. I mean, you can, but it's harder to push other people's boundaries whenever you're setting your own boundaries so much
0: 100 percent. because if you have your boundaries respected and you're respecting your own boundaries it's just going to come naturally to respect others because you understand how good it feels when people are respecting yours yeah
1: and while you might not recognize other people's some of other people's boundaries because they're different from yours once they're put in place for you you know it's You prioritize our boundaries more. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, if you are worried that you're an energy vampire, definitely just look inwards and put in the work, the self-care to make yourself feel more empowered within yourself, not needing any external factors for that. And eventually...
1: A lot of shadow work.
0: A lot of shadow work too, yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if you are self aware enough to say, I think I'm an energy vampire, then chances are you've already done some shadow work, yeah. whether it's subconscious or not. So you're already ahead of the game.
1: Yeah. Okay, you guys, we're gonna cut this podcast off here. Um, we're so glad that you guys tuned in and we really hope that you learned something. Um, grew in some way maybe, and that you'll join us on our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram, The Real Real Podcast, and follow me at Jess Elizabeth and follow Sarah at SarahBird196. Yeah, and um, thank you guys. We are really happy that you are following us along on this journey.
0: Yeah, we will see you guys, not see you guys, but we will talk to you guys next week at 1 11 on Thursday.